0: Yo, yo, thank you for joining us on the Stella Fellow Podcast. So glad that you're here. Here's how this thing works. I will either be on the show myself, and I'll be reading a blog or talking about one that I just dropped, I'm Going back through that, or I will run across somebody in a podcast or i'll read something i'll see some i'll meet somebody or i know somebody and i invite them onto the show to talk about one of those topics whether it be faith fashion family or fitness which is supposed to be a little bit opposite there it's supposed to be faith family fashion and then fitness why because those are the order of the important things in my life and because that's just how life works right like i love jesus and i love my family and then fashion is how we make our money and then i like to go to the gym and cool so that's what we talk about here Regardless, thank you for joining us So glad you're here. If you have a comment, thought, suggestion, an argument, whatever it is that you'd like to share, you can reach me at stellofellow at gmail.com. And thanks again for joining the show. We will see you. Actually, I won't see you, but you will see this. If you don't see it, you can go watch it at Stellofello.com under podcasts, and you can watch the video any So, anyways, thanks for being. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Stellofellow Fellow Podcast. Now titled the Cowboy Hat Dad? Not really. Um Don't know what we're calling it yet, but we are rolling once again. I want to be a better dad. We are hitting dad topics with regularity now. So if you go back, if you look at StellaFellow.com backslash I want to be a better dad, you can see a blog that i wrote october 9th i think of 2019 so i will pick up and begin to read and then talk from there i'm not sure what helps you process life but journaling is a big deal for me it was in 2019 it's one of those tools that helps me organize my thoughts process what's happened happened or happening and i think it's um, the best tool i have for self evaluation i would agree with that i sat down the i'm agreeing with myself i sat down the other night and wrote a note to my son which is actually just more of a note to me than it is to him. These things serve serve as a great insight into what I actually want to be. And then it allows me to measure up against what I am and see the gap. Here's what I wrote. Son, I may be setting your trajectory, but you are where I was always going. I think sometimes I need a swift punch in the face to remind me uh, that everything I ever wanted in this world is going to bed in my house every night. Tonight, I took both my kids in, prayed with them both, kissed them both, said I love you, yet one more time, this moment, the moment where I looked at you in amazement that you exist, I'm reminded that my world is wrapped up in each one of your breaths. When I wrapped you in tiny blankets, laid you in a crib, and then stood there and placed my hand on your chest to make sure you were still breathing was no more of a weight of responsibility I felt that <clears throat> on my shoulders than it, than it is today. I still feel the need to love, protect, provide, instruct, correct, remind, teach, play with, enjoy, show the world to, and give every ounce of me to you because that's my job. Anytime I get discouraged about where I am in life, career wise, or in terms of success, I am reminded that you are where I was always going. I was created to be your dad, not just your dad, but the only dad that you would ever know. The dad that could pick you up with one hand and carry you for miles when you were young. The one that would travel a countless amount of miles to watch you be you. I followed you as you've crawled, walked, ran, played ball and lived your life. The blessing in life has not been to be the father of the one who achieved fill in the blank. But just to just be the one who knows you, to be your father, friend, comforter, and the one you look to for wisdom and guidance is, quote, is for me as an existence, Dax, that's all I ever really wanted. When I have days where I think, what if today is the end? My thoughts always turn to, did I teach him all that he needs to know? Did I tell him enough that I'm proud of him? Does he know that I love him? Did I do anything that will hurt him for the rest of his life? And almost always, I wish I was better. So the point is, uh, there's deep insight for you. I let really him read that the other day. I ran across it mowing back through things as I was shuffling through. How are we going to approach? If are we going to rebrand and keep going? And then if we do, uh, what's that going to look like? And this was one of those, it was like, man, that teeth to that. So the point is I want to be better tomorrow. I want to be more relaxed when I get frustrated. I want to be calm when the crazy starts. I don't want to yell when Dax is in the car and his sister are going bananas. Meaning they're fighting or doing whatever they're doing. I want to sit and have calm, enjoyable family meals and laugh about nothing. I want to just be able to squeeze the most out of our moments rather than me sucking the energy out of them, which means I need to do the things that help slow the world down for me. So meaning like I've noticed when, when we are in the car and we're driving in, and I lose my mind uh, and start yelling about something or something frustrates me that probably shouldn't, it it comes from just things aren't right with me right now and something's going on that's driving that. It's really not what they're doing. It's just about how I'm responding, typically in anxiety around what's going on, anxious about maybe not that moment, but something else, whether it's something tangible or the anxiety that runs inside me with consistency. Just don't like, where's the level at? And so like, I have to go back and go, what is it that slows that stuff down that helps me respond? Because really, it really does boil down to, for me, how am I handling those moments? The rest of it does not matter. It literally at all, like we are in the middle of not retooling, but refining just our process of, you know, stuffing retirement away and putting it places. And what are, what kind of decisions are we making there that affect you know, in a decade or in two decades that what's in the house we do on a tangible, like a monetary level. And, And none of that matters when it boils down to what I, what I really want to matter or what I really want to make the most of are the moments we have together. Whether that's on the way to school, whether that's running an errand, whether it is at a game or coming back from a game or it's on vacation or it's planned time away, I guess that's the same as vacation. It, it or for sitting here like i'm at the table that we eat dinner at a lot it's in um it's in our second kind of living space area kind of just a family space area um, that we built specifically for family space area and it like this this is one of my favorite seats and like my daughter actually sits kind of like right here and then i sit uh, a little bit to the right of where i am and the deck sits right of there and then Ryan across and it's like just like a little circle table and like those moments, obviously they're recent, but at the same time, over the years, over the last few years, since we've been doing that here at this table in these chairs, I those are distinct memories of like joy and peace being soaked into like, we're just sitting here talking about the day, laughing about stuff, you know, arguing about whether Tanner ate all of her food or not. And that Dax finished everybody's because he was still hungry. And and those moments are calm for me when I am, th- not just that moment, but this, I'm able to enjoy those the the way that I, in here, in this journal entry that I sat down and wrote, when I'm doing the things that I need to be doing to, for it to be slow, to be calm, I'm making the most out of that. And when I'm not doing those things with with consistency, when I don't have the discipline to sit down and do some breathing exercises and read the Bible and spend time in prayer and write about the day and what is most important, then I, when I'm not doing that, then that's when things can get off the rails and I'm not making the most out of those moments. And, and and we only have so many. I mean, it's not just like, you know, it's that's not a cliche thing. It's like we are running. If we're running four laps in high school with Tanner, we're halfway through lap two. We're almost halfway done. We are we are on the back stretch of her living in our home. Like we are now running the back stretch and are about to turn the corner and run home stretch. And and then she goes. And so we still have half the race with Dax, but it's I mean it goes fast. And so what makes me a better dad? I love to refer to this as understanding, quote, what stirs my affections. Uh, I've always been I always begin this question with what stirs my affections for God? Why? Because Those things in turn stir my affections for my life, for my wife, for my kids, for work, for being me at a higher level. With understanding the things that stir me also comes the understanding of the things that don't. It's just as important for me to understand or be able to do the things that do stir me as it is to not do the things that don't. So I have to identify both. Uh, For example, when I read a book about someone who had to fight to get where they want in life or to work or to sports, etc., the winning stories of people who never... Letting know stop them for pursuing what they were after in those books stir me to, to raise to another level. Um, example: Kevin Hart's book. You can't make this stuff up. It's a biography about his obviously his life, but his story and becoming who he is today as a comedian. That book just stirred my affections to be me at a higher level in every aspect, uh, not just like not just an entrepreneurial sense, but just in the sense of like man. I, if i'm reading that and i'm immersed in that that's just kind of what's on my mind then that is projecting me into this like there's it's just you're you're ticking on on a higher level you're firing on more more cylinders how many different illustrations can i can i make inside saying the same thing that book stirs my affections for i'm just going to use it that way it stirs my affections to do that on the other hand in here i this a couple years ago netflix series last chance you they've now switched to basketball they went football with uh, one team for a couple of years, switch teams, switch teams again, and then went to basketball in terms of that idea of the last chance you, if you watched any of that. I watched the first four seasons of football. I did not watch any of the basketball because I don't really understand the game. I i have a problem with the game of basketball. I just don't understand it. Uh, the way that maybe your wife may sit down and watch football. That's my understanding of basketball. It's just not high. My IQ in basketball is not high. So that has nothing to do with this. On the other hand, the Netflix series, Last Chance You, spending hours watching that show, even though I love football, makes me want to yell at people, be angry, lack self-control, and lose my mind even in minor stressful moments. I noticed that when I was coaching and watching that, my ability to stay under control was less because of what I was feeding myself. It's like the two-wolf concept. Like if, if I got a crazy one and a, and a calm one, and if I feed the crazy one, the crazy one's going to be out playing because he's got the strength, vice versa. So I don't watch that show. Not not because it's a bad show. You can have your opinion, but it's not what we're talking about. There's nothing inherently wrong about what they're doing. It's a cool show. It's a great concept. There's amazing things that happen. The, The first two seasons, the counselor involved in that is phenomenal at caring for and loving and being in the middle of messes in people's lives. There's a ton of redemption in it. But that show in its entirety does not stir my affections it, it may it doesn't make me better it makes me worse and so i don't do that i don't watch that so instead if i'm lacking if i'm checking life and going hey i'm off the rails on some some bases what am i missing right now well i, I my my wife her name is ryan she just got me uh, the will smith biography book so i just need to start reading it why because that's an affection stirring book concept for me so like those kinds of books do that i sat down and read just the first few pages like yep this is one of those books so i need to spend time doing that instead of watching last chance you again I like i don't watch it but still so i don't watch that show very much and if you do i don't watch no it says if i do i don't watch for long sorry those hours of someone in my ear make me better what oh i said in this one i said I do however listen to podcasts that deal with marketing, high capacity work and other and or pastors who I know and deeply respect both of them in the way that they shepherd their churches. Those hours of someone in my ear make me better, which is true. I haven't done a lot of podcast listening since I wrote this, though. And so as I stopped writing, I kind of stopped listening. I kind of I did stop listening and not on purpose. It just with how things navigated, just how it is. So anyways, continuing. so I'm reading and listening is far better for my son than me. So, me reading and listening is far better for my son than me watching and being lazy. Now, I'm not saying that watching a show is lazy. And if I watch it in this one, if I watch the show Parenthood, it, it would stir my affections again. I haven't seen that in a while, but that was a show that while we were watching it was an affection stir for me. Again, like just understanding how do I work there are TV shows I can watch that stir my affections. There's music that I can listen to that will stir my affections. There, music that does the opposite. There's shows that do the opposite. There are movies that do that. There's books that do it. There's books that don't do it. There's magazines, there's podcasts, there's fill in the blank. There's all different sources of intaking content, whether that's media, whether it's like just the written word, whether it's somebody talking, whether it's I'm spending time with somebody, whether i I if I'm alone, like there are all these different avenues of intaking that then will translate to, okay, how am I actually living? I got to be aware of what are the things that that make me better. What are the things that make me worse, the things that make me worse? typically will then lead to, well, I just lost my mind. I'm not enjoying the moments. I'm not making the messed up best of it. I'm not being a better dad, I'm being a worse one. But then when I go, ah, I recognize that, let me change it, shift gears. All of a sudden it starts to do different things. So in this, I went ahead. I talked about that for a little while longer. go on to say four things that stir my affections for God, which in turn stir my affections for my family, life, work, and creativity, sharing the gospel. with Somebody, if I tell somebody about Jesus, Hey, can I share with you? what the scriptures say about coming to know the lord i and typically i start with like hey if we get in a conversation and it directs itself towards faith then i can say or will say here's my answer a question if i ever do this to you know what i'm doing like, you know scale zero to ten if how confident are you that if you die today you can go to heaven now there's some navigation that you got to do to get to that conversation at times because not everybody that we come into contact with is be like yeah i think there's a heaven and a hell some people don't and and, and then inside the, your different religion umbrellas and strands, there's different thought processes about like, what's it called? Where's it at? How do you get there? Who's in church? Stuff like that. So it's it, for, for the most part, if I can get to there, that's where I'm going. Like if I'm going to just go baseline question, that's how I open the door. And, and then the follow up question to that is okay. If you're standing there at the, at the gates and Jesus is like, Hey, why should I let you in? How do you answer that question? Because those, the answers to those two questions, just helped me gauge what's your understanding of what the scriptures say and then from there i can begin i can then say hey do you mind if i share with you what the scriptures have to say about that and then i'll walk them through just six basic verses that talk about like our existence our standing in 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 relation to god what god has done about that and then how we respond to that appropriately according to what the scriptures say so if i do that if i'm in one of those kinds of conversations i walk away stirred and i'm better i am better at home that night if I do that I just stay memorize scripture uh memorizing pro uh, sorry proverbs is a huge book for me that memorizing just brings wisdom in life as I'm processing a decision like man if I could just quickly pull do I discipline my kid what does proverbs say do I lie about something what does proverbs say am I honest about dealing with something I've done wrong what does proverbs say And just the wisdom of like, yep, that's what it says. That's what it says. In every time I don't, then sometimes it doesn't go so hot. if, If that makes sense. So, um, memorizing scripture stirs my affections. It makes me better reading books that tell stories of highly successful individuals that had to work to get there. I E the Kevin Hart book, I E probably the Will Smith book, I E Phil Knight's shoe dog. All those books, even though they're not written by believers and, and guys that would have subscribed to the same compass of life that I would, those still are things that God has used in my life to make me better when I spend time reading them. Other ones don't. Green Lights by McConaughey. I love McConaughey just like everybody else does. The guy is maybe the coolest guy in existence in the world today and probably over the last four plus decades, I guess five plus decades now, like the dude is just Man. And at the same time, I read the first half of it. And I had to put it down because his struggle and Kevin Hart's struggle were polar opposites. And it was one of those where it's like, it's really cool. He's really creative. The guy's so talented. But the fight was not nearly what it was for Kevin in terms of what the book says. And so there's ups and downs. I'm not read the book. It's it it's a good book, but it does that book doesn't do this for me. I'll say it that way. Like <clears throat> if I'm talking about This is what I'm trying to squeeze out of it. This does, it doesn't do that the way that the other three that I listed do. So, and again, and and it's me, like, I don't know what's going to stir that for you, but that's what does it for me and what doesn't do it for me. So, McConaughey actually has frustrated me in that aspect because it was like, why can't I find a win? Why can't I find a win? Um, Not whining, I'm just saying that's what it made me do. So, spending time with somebody I deeply respect listed. listed three people on here. Jason Hatch, my best friend growing up. Jonathan Picluda. Probably the most impactful man in my life as far as on the daily, man, the influence that other than my father, the influence that he had in the time we spent together directs the way that I think and what I do and process and all of those things huge in that Jason Kennedy is a pastor in the grapevine area. Good friend of mine also got listed in this guy named Chris Hogan is not listed here but another guy that comes to mind it's like man that deeply impactful individuals that if i spend time with stir affections for life that's just what it does so the point is identify the things that you do that make you better and then do those things identify the things that make you worse and stop doing those things like make a list carry a journal when something happens and you notice it hey i feel like i love jesus more than i did 15 minutes ago write that down and then do it again and like begin to practice that you know, it's something, it may be a craft that you got to mold and work with, or, you know, fine tune a skill what, well, I don't know, but do it. And then do the same thing when you do like like, when you feel like, man, I'm struggling, I don't feel like I love Jesus as much as I did. And I'm talking about, I'm sorry. I'm not talking like the, like the exponential, not, exponential is the wrong word. Obviously life isn't about how I feel and it's not based on how I feel in truth. Like scripture's clear about that. Like how you feel is not the gauge, but we do have emotions and God did give us those things, we can use them. They are tools. That doesn't mean that feeling is truth. It might be, and it might not be. So there are days I feel like I love my wife. Well, that's true. There are days I don't feel that way, and that's not true. You know, that's probably a bad example. Sorry, babe. Anyways, the, the point is find the things that do stir your affections and do those. And when you don't feel stirred, do them again and use that as a tool. The things that don't notice it and begin to cut those things out of your life for the sake of I want to be better or or I want to be worse. Which one do I want? Okay, I'm I'm fighting for better right now. Let's go with that. So I'm trying to pick. I'm just trying to finish the last three sentences. It says do the same thing when you don't. Got it. Write down what was going on when you were angry or mad or sad, when you lost your temper, etc. What's consistent in your intake, and then stop taking that in. And so like, what's a meaning, and I just lost my mind. So that night I need to take some time and just write down, okay, here, like, here's what happened. Just totally went bonkers on my kid about filling the blank and maybe it's merited, I don't know, maybe it's not. But maybe my response was either my, even if it's merited and you're like, I don't like the way I responded in that. I wish I would have done this great. Let's go back and just track through the day, two days a week what's been consistent about what I've been doing is that driving something is that then creating this positioning on how I'm responding maybe cut it out and see or begin to do those other things that you know do stir it if you're not doing it and see if there's a change so meaning I'm not telling you how to do it. I'm telling you how I do it and how how that works for me and navigates the ebbs and flows of life the ups and downs when I look back and go as I was watching stuff if you watch the video on like hey the retool or the revamp or here we are we're back still fellow The new cowboy had dead i'm going to call it that until i have a legitimate name so as i'm doing that i'm listening and reading and i'm thinking i am i refer to it as fast and slow i am not as fast as that guy was like i'm listening to me from 2019 and i'm thinking i'm not that fast now physically if i were to race myself in 2019 he probably beat me because he's 38, 39, and I'm 41. And I feel like I move slower now than I did then. And it, again, fat it's true, maybe. I don't know. I can't get a time machine to go do it. I, I would if I could, but that's how I feel. But but for reals though, I'm looking at it and going, there are some things I need to start doing again. And there's some things I need to stop doing again so that it repositions because I like that guy better than the one listening to That guy talk so that's why i'm doing that one i'm glad i pulled this one back up and said hey i'm gonna run through this again so i want to be a better dad how do i do that man i look at the things that stir my affections for god i need to tell people about jesus it's going to make me a better dad i need to memorize scripture uh the way that i was in 2019 that's going to make me better at that i need to i need to read the will smith book because i think that's going to amp it up and take it up a notch i need to spend some time i did i went to i guess it was last friday spent the whole day with a really good friend of mine which i think probably was a strategic by the old asus little jab there i don't know maybe i it wasn't an accident and that i was in that position where i was that whole day my buddy's name's lance and spending that time that really was like all right it's time to there are cylinders i am missing on and it's time to well let's strip it down to the block let's fix the cylinders Get the pistons back in there, put it back together. Here we go. And I feel like we're on that run now. I'm glad I did this because it, it reminded me, hey, there's some there's some other things uh, I need to sit down. and I need to make sure that I am strategically putting myself with those guys that serve my affections. I've got to take the moments to tell people about Jesus when I get a chance. And I need to memorize scripture again. I need to hit Proverbs again. So thanks for listening to Stella Fellow Podcast, also known as the Cowboy Hat Dad, also known as it's going to be called something at some point. Like it, share it, comment it. If you've got a thought, comment, question, argument, you can email me right now at stellofellow at gmail.com with the line of, Casey, I'd like to talk to you about. Fill in the blank. I will respond. You will not be ghosted. You will be read and you'll be heard. Maybe. No, you'll, I, I will respond. I'll take you seriously. If you want to talk, let me know.